0: G'day team, welcome to the Two Towers Podcast, a Middle Earth strategy battle game podcast. I'm Geordie. And I'm Albert, and we're back with episode 19, the first part of a double header. Oh, yeah, you buried the lead, Albert. We've got
1: uh, two big episodes, and they're going to be linked to each other here. It's going to be an exciting ride, these two. Absolutely.
0: First up, it is the format that you all know and love. Mm -hmm. We're going to a tournament. Uh, We're going to hear all about the fun games, but it's not going to be you or I reporting on them.
1: No, once again, not our perspective, though we were definitely at this one. Uh, Hint, hint. Uh, We're going to get our friend Dan White in on the action.
0: That's right. Uh, He's an adopted local lad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because where are these two boys from? <laughs> from I think they're in Kyneton. Kyneton so for yeah. for for reference, that's about three no two hours. Yeah, north. in my head two hours, but yeah, give or take. Yeah, give or take. <laughs> (laughs) Um, so they, they kind of come down to all of the, um, Geelong tournaments and also some of the Melbourne tourneys as well.
1: Yeah. I've seen them in a couple up in Melbourne, but they, they're consistent with the Geelong ones, which is good.
0: Yeah. That's it. It means we get to
1: recruit them. And,
0: and and we're saying they, because (laughs) we've, we've got Dan on the potty, but his brother, Nick, Yes. Um, they're, they're like a tag team. So where one goes, the other surely follows. Surely follows. They're
1: brilliant. They're absolute larrikins. I fucking love the White Brothers. And
0: they're, they're always doing something interesting with their lists. Yeah. Um, I think cause they play together like that. That's their main uh, bag is getting yeah. some games in together. They just kind of have this nice bubble where anything goes. And um, anything will work. Yeah. Yes. And then they just bring it to us and we're like, oh Yeah
1: all Sick. right that's new yeah yeah it's very <laughs>
0: fresh very fresh so we've got Dan on uh, and so we thought this episode we would give uh, our tournament from mm. the player's perspective
1: yes our tournament the uh tournament, as it's been uh cleverly titled by me <laughs> um it's a nice fun one I think well 600 points Yeah, mandatory Denethor mm. but apart from that Anything goes. Yeah, that's Any right. List, and he can lead the warriors of that list, is which is important.
0: Yeah, yeah. We won't get too much into <laughs> the structure of the tournament in this episode because we want to do a part two, which is a look behind the curtains mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a deep dive into uh, mainly your mind. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> full disclosure, and Dan and me talk about this a bit, when you first came to me and you were like, all right, new idea for the tournament... <laughs> Everyone has to bring it down a thought. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> not sure where this has come from, but like all uh, good uh, collaborations, you know, you just got to say yes sometimes. Yeah, yes and, you know. Exactly. Yes and what else? If yep. improv taught me anything, it's just accept <laughs> the offer. And I'm very glad that I did because it did lead to a lot of silliness and um, really good fun. So... That is about all we need to do for the intro. I'm going to pass over to past Albert (laughs) (laughs) because I got to um, sit down and have a chat um, with Dan after the tournament to see how he got on. All right. And that should
1: just about cover it. So strap yourselves in for a conversation with past Albert and past Dan.
0: Hey team, Albert from the Two Towers podcast, a Middle Earth strategy battle game podcast. Uh, and I am joined today by a guest host, Daniel White. Welcome to the podcast. Thank
2: you very much, Albert. Yeah, that's no, good to be here.
0: Good to have you on board. Um, before we get into this one, because this one's a, a, a an episode that is obviously near and dear to both Geordie and I, being the the annual tournament that we run here at the Two Towers podcast, um, why don't you give listeners a little bit of an intro into who you are, your hobby background, and how you kind of came into uh, the Middle Earth strategy battle game scene? Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, Yeah, Daniel White. Um, I'm sort of from uh, central Victoria and uh, got back into sort of the middle earth strategy battle game probably in 2019 something like that after uh, I, when i was a kid and and uh, it was first released sort of got into it in high school a bit but um never really went that far with it apart from a couple of base coats and half-built models and and just some games with, with my brother and there was a little um gaming group in kyneton that was pretty fun some sort of war gaming group, and, that was good. But then yeah, sort of year maybe ten sort of fell out of love with it when the War of the Ring came. It was just it was just a lot going on and my brother got into dwarves and I, I just got sick of the high defense and just kept losing. So I just sort of lost touch. But then yeah, twenty nineteen we discovered the the scenario um book, the match play guide, I think it is, although it's yeah. cool. And and yeah. With the scenarios, you could actually win with with less um, less high defense models, and, and um, the games became more fun and dynamic, and and then yeah, just really launched, and now I've I've got a bit going on,
0: yeah, yeah, I can see it in the background. There's uh, <laughs> some good hobbying going on there. It's yeah, good to see. Um, so in terms of the in terms of the the um, the hobby, um, are you, do you consider yourself more of a gamer or more of a painter slash hobbyist?
2: Yeah, I think I um it depends which hat I'm wearing at the time. Um yeah, I like uh, I'm sort of I've got a love-hate relationship with painting. Um sometimes I find it relaxing, sometimes I find it frustrating, but it's nice to unwind. I think I'm finding it more relaxing these days with new techniques like contrast paints and, and like mm-hmm. sort of different two-tone sort of undercoats and different things. Mm-hmm. I think I think the the heavy sort of black undercoat and then layer after layer sort of gets me down a bit. So, I try to spice yeah. things up a bit.
0: Um, but, but especially, think- especially when you don't have that much time to give, right? Like Yeah. You know, yeah. Responsibilities yeah. get in the way sometimes. So, if you right. can do a little bit of um, cheating and getting things painted faster, it's always a good result.
2: Absolutely. I think um, the, uh, the ultimate, like, what makes me happy is getting, like, fresh new armies on the table and, and playing, like, Playing new armies and, and sort of finding new new ways to sort of play the game. And I think that's what I get most out of it. So it's sort of a mixture of both hobby and, and gaming.
0: All rounder, all rounder. Do you, here's a question Do you play with unpainted minis or painted minis only?
2: Um, now that more minis are getting painted, I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards more of the like, I like playing, to, playing with painted stuff, but. Um, me and my brother sort of we play uh, we try to play once a week, but it sort of turns into once a fortnight. Maybe once a week, who knows? But yeah, in those sort of like sort of R and D sessions, like um, anything's on the on the on the cards, maybe like we'll just use base sizes if we haven't got the models or things get pretty mm. wild. But but generally if I if I go to like play play with other people, I try to make sure they're all painted. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well on that note let's um let's get into the tournament itself now it being a two towers tournament there was always going to be some kind of um shenanigans going on what were your thoughts when you first heard about the tournament in terms of like you know having to take denethor and all of the the fluff that was around it um
2: yeah i didn't see it coming the um the, the 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 denithorium or what are we calling it? Can't remember now.
0: Denithornament.
2: Denithornament. Yeah, that's right. I I didn't see that coming. I was sort of a bit of mixed emotions. I sort of had a few questions initially, like how do you fit him into why?
0: The- why are we doing this?
2: Yeah. <laughs> but um, he actually has a really fun profile, and I think it did get my sort of creative juices flowing with like different army lists and and sort of like pseudo themes, and yeah, it's actually pretty fun. I I do like a tournament with something to think about. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I was pretty excited. Had a few different ideas going in and yeah, pretty happy on the one I settled on.
0: It's interesting because, you know, it was Geordie's kind of um, brainchild. Um, and when he first pitched it to me, I kind of had a little bit of a similar <laughs> response of like, why, why is this the thing <laughs> you want to do? But then the more that, I thought about it the more like you say like there's actually some really interesting combinations that you can do with it and the thing that I love the most having um witnessed all of the 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 plays is the creativity that it um gave people like just license to do some really pretty far out there um creative lists which I thought was really cool
2: yeah absolutely um there was some definitely some um some people went into the the hobby and the theme and yes yeah, some few flamboyant denathors around it was
0: good. Yeah. yeah. There was there was definitely some flamboyant denathors around. Speaking of Denethor's, um why don't you tell us a little bit about your list and uh, your Denethor in terms of the the theme and I guess your your painting approach and, and the hobby that you put into it going into the tournament?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think um so I knew I had a couple of couple of sort of key things I wanted to achieve. I only have one Denethor, so I wanted to paint him in a way that I could still use him in a ministerial list later on. So the <laughs> Denethor was a little bit sort of standard, but then I thought I'd build like an elaborate backstory from the Denethor. And I'd been working on, since probably Christmas, a Numenor Army and also <laughs> listening to the... Um, the fall of Numenor on audiobooks, so I had a lot of fresh sort of inspiration from that, and and you can obviously draw a lot of parallels between like the corrupted kings of of Numenor with like Denethor, and he's like, and the fading of Gondor and the fading of Numenor. So I thought, Denethor, I'm going to call him Arpharazon, the Golden mm. King of the Seas, mm. King of Men. And, and and I'll work around that theme. And um and then I really wanted to build a display board too, just and have the display board as terrain, because me and my brother generally are scratching for terrain. So I wanted to build a display board that could be sort of modular, and you could use it on a board. So so then I'm like with a modular display board, a Denethor, themes around like the rise and fall of Numenor. I ended up, uh, yeah, taking a Numenor army and um, and making a display board that that I tried to have the highs of Numenor on one side with the star of Arandil in the background. Had made like a bit of a back back uh, landscape, so a bit of backdrop.
0: Yeah, you did a full like uh, landscape painting in the back, which I thought was really cool. Yeah,
2: it was um, it was really fun. I haven't done a landscape before. It was. It was sort of a basic sort of seascape, which I think is appropriate. It was sort of like the sea yeah. and the sky, and yes, I had the star of one side with with sort of the the heroes of Numenor: a Acedor, and I wanted, or probably should um, back up a little bit. I wanted all the heroes I could possibly fit, so I ended up getting a Acedor, a captain, and Denethor. So every every hero I could manage to fit in, and and um, yeah, so all the the sort of highs of Numa on one side and then that had a few statues. It got the, uh, the set, the old games workshop, um, terrain set, uh, with the statues, like the King of Men type statues and the, Mm. the, um, doorway and, um, sort of formed that into a bit of a courtyard with flowers on the good side. And then as you move through into like the darker half, it's sort of a tomb with, with our pharaohs on there and, and, um, Objective markers were like uh, treasure chests of gold, and uh, sort of shows like his greed and lust for power, and and on that that the landscape side, the sky sort of gets dark and and ominous, and there's lightning sort of coming in to represent sort of the, the anger of the gods and um, the valor, mm. Mm. and that was sort of the concept, and and then just filled out the list with some spears. Put a couple of axe guys in there to try to get that sweet
0: strength five.
2: Uh,
0: Ooh, very spicy. I don't think I ever
2: used it, but one day, one day.
0: <laughs> it'll be a good day. It'll be a good day when it happens. Absolutely.
2: So uh, yeah, that's pretty much the pretty much the sort of the plan I had, and yeah, um, just tried to do that as sort of efficiently and as fun as possible. Yeah.
0: What was, and, and I mean, the, the, the painting approach for, for Numenor, you went with a um, a pretty traditional scheme for those guys? Yeah. What was your approach in terms of painting them?
2: I was actually, I laboured over the, I wanted the black cloaks, sort of that sort of, the dark cloaks that you sort of see in the film. But I wasn't really sure with the trim. I, I, I have a sort of obsession with painting things red. So they're sort of, mm. instead of... Um, Yeah, so they've sort of got a black cloak and then they're sort of, I don't know what we call the underclothes, but the sort of um, that middle part with the the tree and the trims, that's sort of like Mm. red with a gold trim and the tree is obviously white. So it's sort of traditional but with a bit more red than usual maybe.
0: A little bit of flair. A
2: little bit of flair. And, um, yeah, it was fun. The heroes, all the Elendil had to sort of do a... uh, Cut him and put him on a horse, and that was quite yep. fun. And then or sort of did the same out of a Faramir body and a and a uh, Dunland horse. Really like the Dunland horses; they're strong.
0: Yeah, they look really they're they're really nice. That's true. They they they're much nicer than the old original <laughs> Rohan slash Gondor horses, yeah, I, which uh, started. That's
2: right. I finally found a horse for Erkenbrand. It sort of half hits his scale. Just a nice strong Dunland horse. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah I, um, the captain I actually have been meaning to make a a mounted armoured lanced Faramir for a long time so that was a good excuse to um, make him and just sort of he's pretty much a captain of Numenor he's got all the right war gear and um, that was pretty fun so yeah um, I, I tried to I tried to like when I am painting and modelling sort of get characters that, that can sort of Go across armies pretty well without any mm. without any issues with like war gear and and um, painting. I'm I'm running into a few issues now with different sort of basings causing me some problems, but that's uh,
0: the basing conundrum. Uh, it's one that I grapple with. I, like I've kind of I, I I think kind of similar in in that that similar kind of vein. And so I I a long time ago had to figure out a consistent basing technique that would work for Arnor and then ranges of Gondor and then Osgiliath. And so I've kind of got this cobblestone slash rubble base which can double as Ethelion slash Arnor. So I. I I know that struggle. Yeah. I know that struggle well. Sounds
2: like you—you um, thought through it maybe better than I have. So,
0: well, I've kind—I've of, kind of locked myself in. <laughs> so, for better or for worse, it's—it's uh, it's now the way that all of my, um, you know, Gondor slash Arnor guys look. Um, so,
2: no, absolutely. Um, now, very good. So, yeah, then. Um... Uh things of note, yeah, I um, sort of the, the basing with these actually on that note is sort of like a, I wanted to contrast the blue background with like a yellow sort of uh, sandy, dry base. So it, it, when I was painting the army, it was mid-summer here. So like the farm there was like sort of just yellow grass and blue skies. So I kind of was kind of inspired by that. So that's mm-hmm. sort of what I tried to do with their bases. Um, it's got some dry grass tufts, sort of a dry brush, sort of a cream over a bit of texture paint and and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I really like how it how the yellow sort of bounces off. I've actually got them back to screen here. The,
0: um- yeah, I can see the, and it kind of it, it ties it really nicely in with the display board as well because the display board's got some um, sandy tones on it as well, right? Yeah, and then absolutely. and then you've also got the the cobblestone, so um, it all kind of plays really nicely together. And that's the thing that I really loved um, looking at it on the day is, um, a, I think a good display board is impactful from afar but then when it draws you know so it kind of draws you in but then when you when you're up close it's also got a bunch of details um which you've already mentioned in terms of like the the objective markers with the treasure tokens and the landscape painting and like there's all this kind of the the layering of fine details um which all kind of adds up to a really nice kind of set scene um so that 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 was awesome that was awesome to see um and definitely drew both Geordie um, and my um attention uh when 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 you walk through the doors um speaking of walking through the doors shall we get into the games themselves um so what did you think going into the the tournament uh and and what was your reaction when you first got a hold of the the first scenario
2: yeah the first scenario um it was co- it was a it was a heirlooms of ages past theme. I can't remember the the, the heading. It was like tomatoes of. It was ages
0: past. <laughs> heirloom heirloom tomatoes of ages past. That's right. So, um, a quick quick recap. So, uh, basically heirlooms of ages past. You have six counters and. Um, Base, uh, only one of them has the heirloom but in this case um, each of the markers had a certain number of heirloom tomatoes and every time he came into base contact you'd roll the dice um, d6 that's how many tomatoes were in that stash and the aim of the game is to try and get as many tomatoes um, to Denethor so he can eat them and once he's eaten them they count as being scored
2: So it begins. Oh, hello. It's uh, Daniel White, the Geelong correspondent. How you going, PJ?
3: I'm very good, my friend. I'm very good. Very happy to be here.
2: Yeah, so the big dinner tournament today?
3: Yes, it is. I think, uh, yeah, it's very uh, interesting tournament that, that, uh, that we're at today. Um, yeah, I brought uh, Army of the Dead. Uh all, all Army of the Dead, no one else today, just them, uh, with good old Denethor leading a few men.
2: Yeah, did the um, inclusion of Denethor change your list building? Or?
3: Yeah, definitely. I, um, I've been tr- sort of playing around with the Return of the King Legendary Legion um, lately, um, and I haven't played just um, Army of the Dead before, but I thought, look, I'll give it a go and just, just test it out. It was nice to have a few more models on the board. Normally I've got really low models. Um so it was nice having uh, I think I had about twenty-five, yeah, 25. at, at six hundred points. Mm. Um which is pretty good. And yeah, and then one of those things you, you sort of toss and turn thinking, do I have Denethor on his own or do I have him leading troops? But so I went with the uh leading the troops.
2: Yeah, and um how'd you feel it like was he a liability or is it maybe we should talk about the painting and hobby aspect before I yeah. get too far into the game. But yeah, yeah sure. Tell us tell us about the the scheme and um,
3: the concept? Yeah, sure. Well, for most of the listeners will know I'm not into the um, the painting stuff. Um, not because I think it's bad. It's just because I'm no good at it. Um, and for this tournament, I thought, look, since it's a very themey storytelling tournament, I thought, look, you know what, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put some effort into it. So I wrote a p- pretty decent theme and I got Jeremy for the Green Dragon to do a bit of a conversion. So he put uh, Army of the Dead sort of um, armor and stuff into uh, the Forge World Denethor yeah, model, yeah. so he's still got his big black cape, and he's holding his flame, and he's got his head and everything. Um, but, but all his the front of him, his armor, and everything is all, all an Army of the Dead sculpt. It looks incredible. Yeah. Jeremy, do you know how it. he
2: did that? Was that like a press mold, or just wizardry from the Green Dragon? It is pretty much wizardry. Yeah. It comes down to uh, ah, yeah. well, that happens. I suppose <laughs> it does. We're yeah. all striving for it, but <laughs> I'm glad someone can do it.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't ask questions. I just ask him, and well, I was more begging, really, for him to do it, and then he just comes up with the goods. Oh, so. that's all,
2: Yeah, it looked great, and it fitted so well with the army, I, I thought he caused terror a fair bit, but no. Nah, yeah, that you know what's funny? Thing, I kept thinking he caused yeah, terror. And he then, just just, looked, then he, he just then he just, in well.
3: then he just charged my guy, and I was like, oh, that's right. He doesn't have terror, does he? No, <laughs> It worked out well. So I guess we'll... Maybe we
2: should use that as a segue to move on to the game. Um, yeah, yep. So the game was a sort of a modified mm. heirlooms of ages past. I mean, yeah. I called it maybe heirlooms, tomatoes of ages past. Something, or something like, like that, that. yeah. So, so maybe if you want to walk us through the general concept of
3: it. Yeah, sure, man. So essentially, Joy and Albert come up with an idea with, is that there's still the six plate uh, markers on the board. However, when you go up, you roll D6, and then that marker will then have that many tomatoes in that place. And then the idea of it is for you to go up, um, go into base contact, pick a tomato up, and then bring it to Denethor. You can't pick up six or however, whatever you roll, you can't pick up the whole pole. You have to bring up one at a time. Um, and then when each model has that, in the following turn, you have to roll. And if you get a one, you're transfixed. transfixed. So.
2: Yeah, and as we know, Denethor loves his tomatoes. He does indeed. And yes. um, I did find that that sort of um, game mechanic of. The uh, the tokens to flip over were constantly like part of the game because yeah. one person picks up a tomato, there could be three or four left, and
3: yeah, found for
2: it sure, quite interesting. Especially with my army being quite a low uh, model count, it's kind of hard to work out where to dedicate them. But maybe we should use that as a it was a uh, a start where uh, random random board edge. Yep. Uh, what do you call that, Maelstrom? Maelstrom. Maelstrom. Yep. So talk us through the Maelstrom. I got pretty lucky.
3: You got very lucky. So. I, I got priority and I had the choice to either choose to roll ones for all my warband and come on second. But I didn't want to do that just because we actually placed a lot of our markers quite close to the yeah, board edges. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to do that. So I rolled a six with the king, which was fantastic. But then I rolled, I think, a two or a three with the Herald. That's right. And I was and an
2: absolute dog and just, <laughs> just threw you over my side. Complete opposite side
3: of the board edge. And of course, he has no might, so I couldn't modify it. Yeah. Um, and then for this particular maelstrom, you we did our normal warbands and then we did Denethor after everyone. That That's way you right. couldn't just get steamrolled. Yep. So I did those two. And then you got very lucky. What did you get, my friend?
2: Yeah, well, I... Um, Trying to remember now, but I got a lendil wherever I. Well, maybe it was the. I got to put it. Whatever the case was, I put a lendil and yeah. the captain, pretty much like Behind. circling around. I think the you spent herald. a might point on the I captain. I may have didn't spent you? a might point. That's true. Oh, yeah. someone yeah. spent might. Oh, well, You spent might one on someone. On maybe, someone. Yeah, and then I had a single drop of. So that was looking great. And then yeah. I had a single drop of a sealed door. You got to pick north or south, and you went yep. maybe south.
3: Yeah, yep, that's right.
2: And he was just floating around. But I was kind of yep. happy with that because you had the horse. and.
3: Yeah, I don't think... Because he had the yeah. big 10-inch movement, it didn't matter too much. But essentially, my herald was completely Surrounded enveloped by um, by the Elendil and the captain, which was a full war band. Pretty so much that, dreamed, like I have the oh, couldn't have combat. could so <laughs> like, and, and that's what happened. Elendil flew in, combated. The
2: captain flew in. I think he might have... Burned a might to get the combat off. Yeah. This captain seems to have a lot of might. But anyway, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did that right. And yep. then um, the game, as it happened, first token you flipped, six tomatoes.
3: Yeah. And then second token on the same turn was a five tomatoes. Oh, man.
2: That was rough. Yeah. I was sort of on the back foot then. All um, my army off to a corner, destroying. Yep. Absolutely yep. destroying your That, that
3: was the only... That was like the, the light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. this warband is stunned. Yeah. Let's try and get some tomatoes yeah, let's play in. The scenario game, but then uh, yeah. I just give it. I, they kept so many of them kept getting transfixed. They did. They I had a did. lot of models that had tomatoes, but they just could not get to Denethor.
2: And I uh, found as soon as you want Denethor to eat one, he was he was off as a madman. He was running yeah, away. Yeah, you,
3: I did. Um, did fail a few of his courage rolls. Yeah, and it, for the for the listeners yeah. as well, they actually modified Denethor's courage to be four or three yeah. or something. They took one off. I think it was four. and was, It was yeah, rough. Yeah. yeah.
2: Probably about half, half. I'd say. I suppose that's... Yeah, actually, you
3: you, did, you lost a few clutch ones. Yeah, he was the end. he was.
2: Go- I had I had like a good little like tomato pickers just swarming the board, but just couldn't get to him in time. But yeah,
3: um, I think I think a fortunate thing was for me is that you had a a guy with a tomato and I managed I managed to basically keep the Herald alive. For the listeners, I pretty much put the Herald up in an in an area where Alendil couldn't. Couldn't get to me on, on his yeah. horse. Yeah. Um, and I that thought, I'm just, well. just, just going to keep him in there um, just for a couple turns and then bring him out when some tomato some tomato pickers are walking towards Denethor. Um, and that worked out well. He ended up killing one of your guys and picking up a tomato. That's
2: true. And, and that was fairly clutch because I, yeah. I saw that, that Herald and I'm like, look, I've got a lot of EPs. I don't have a banner. You've got the king and the, your banner and Denethor all down the end doing their thing. I'm just going to charge Lendo in. Get some VPs. My guys can mop up this this Herald. Yep. Didn't quite work out. And 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 uh, long story short, you got the game with an extra
3: tomato. I got the game with an extra tomato, but it was a strange game because I think I'm not sure about you, but I was playing the game that Denethor had to eat the tomatoes, Mm. um, and that was that was what was counting. So I was up until the game ended, and we were Denethor had eaten five each. I was so confident, and I was like, oh well, you've you've killed my banner, banner and you've broken me, and. I was like, okay, so he's going to win, and then you also heroic combated into the king. Oh, what a move! So I was oh, like, really? oh, f- like, oh, far out. I was oh, so I'm confident. And what was it?
2: Four fours? No might left on Elendil. That's right. Yeah,
3: you got four I fours. I was too hungry
2: early on. I think and, I got, uh, I think I
3: got a five or a six, so I won the fight, but then unfortunately failed to wound your Elendil. So, um, at that, but at that point, yep. I thought that if I had have wounded or sorry, killed um, Elendil, that we could have got a draw. I was yeah, hoping for yeah. a draw max.
2: Yeah, definitely.
3: But then at the end, we actually read the we read the scores, and it yeah. turns out. You got VPs for tomatoes that your your soldiers were holding at the yep. end, not just what Denethor had eaten, and um, because I had more, one more than you, I got three extra VPs. So, yep. um, so I got I got six VPs in total for the tomatoes, and then you got break unbroken, and some tomatoes. We got, tomatoes got three, as well. three VPs. Yeah, so six six five. Gutted. It Absolutely, was, it gutted. was a it was a weird win because the whole game I felt like I was losing, <laughs> <laughs> and then to come out with a win it just yeah. felt strange. Like, look, oh golly! Yeah.
2: But in a way, I had the greatest game ever. I had Elendil. I had the oh, captain just charging your, for Army of the Dead. Your, just, your, just
3: combating all over the place. Yeah, your uh, your your, stra- your strategy was incredible. I couldn't. Everywhere your models were, there was nothing I could do to mitigate your heroic combat, so nothing I could do to, to mitigate your men coming mm. in. Mm. Um, you were always able to peel my guys off in a way that Alendil could just get through. I just couldn't stop him. I literally yeah. could not stop him. He was him. a madman. Absolutely madman. Except he was madman. on the
2: last turn. The last failing turn. <laughs> against the king, but look, luck runs out sometimes. Yeah, and, it does. And you played, it was a great game, and yeah, it was really enjoyable. And, yeah. Um, Let's yeah. have a yeah. I guess uh, onto the onto the top tables, tables as Harry would say from Edinburgh. That's right. And on well, down down the bottom. Yeah. <laughs>
3: it's fine. <laughs> well, no, we well, only got, only beat you by one VP. That's true. we so will both be hovering it was around five, the middle. Six, five six in the
2: end. Yeah. yeah you were six. But it's down. going to be.
3: I didn't realise they were going to be changing the scenarios, so I don't really know what my plan is going to be. Mm. Um, I feel like Denethor is
2: quite important. I feel in this tournament and mm. and. Um, I thought he was a liability, so I put him by himself. <laughs> but I feel like I might have to incorporate him in the next yeah, game. I think a bit so. More.
3: Yeah. yeah, definitely. No, but it was always a, always a pleasure playing you, mate. I um, again, it still feels like a weird, it still feels yeah. like a weird I victory. I think maybe are both winners. I think maybe. You we're know both what? You do look. You played the better game. Hundred yep. percent. I
2: had a great two hours of just moving models. Yeah. From I the think board.
3: I think I only killed three guys. Didn't yeah.
2: I? Well, actually, three guys in Sildor. Sildor. I did. I did. Uh, we probably situation.
3: should talk about this. Insta- yeah, you did charge into the king with the Sildor. Long story short, I wrapped him. You had no might at that point, which I thought was I interesting. I think
2: I used one on a combat to get closer, one on a move to get into the king, or yeah. and I must have burned one to get the combat through.
3: Yeah. Or maybe that was the Maelstrom one, the start. Maybe that was the Maelstrom. Yeah. Run. I was surprised that you that you threw him into the king. Um, yeah. But the king got one wound, and then you failed your fates. Yeah, that um, was a massive oversight. And then yeah. you got the instant kill. So
2: I just thought, for some reason, like, look, Sealdor fight six, King fight five. I sort of forgot about his one strike and that he could trap me. Yeah. And um, I thought I kind of Sealdor, pretty reliable hero, but he failed both of his fate, didn't he? On He no did night. double ones. So yeah, I feel like that got a little bit unlucky. But I yeah. did probably a bit overconfident there.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See
2: how Sealdor fares in the next one.
3: We shall and ho- look. Hopefully, I um I would like. To, although, look, I I'm happy I killed a Sildor. It's great, mm. but it is hard to take only killing three models with the Army of the Dead. Like they are killing machines. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that I couldn't kill anyone. Oh,
2: defense eight, strength five plus one, juicy, <sighs> juicy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, no, that was that was good. And um. Just to just to build myself up a bit, what did you what did you think about the army? Did you like? Do you know,
3: what, well, I think I'm not sure if you remember, but before, when everyone was standing up the armies, I said, that is an army I don't want to play, <laughs> um, because I saw you had you had a lendil, a on and a captain. I was like, oh man, they're all gonna they've all got lance, yeah. they have got the plus ones, they got this, they got that. I'm like, they're winning me on on fours and fives and shit like that. Um, I was like, I do not want to play Daniel. I don't want to play Daniel. I don't want to play Daniel. And then, boom, I play you. And yeah. I was like, oh, It's fantastic. funny.
2: I thought the the, the no banner was going to hurt me on, on botching my hero's roles. No. Nah. But it turns out VPs
3: yeah. are the problem. Look, I VPs sort of, are the problem. I had that banner, well, I probably
2: would have lost in other ways. but
3: um, Dude, It's the first time I've had a VPs, banner, in. Banner. I reckon, in many, many tournaments. So I play Ents and I play the Return of the King yeah. Legendary Legion. So I haven't had a banner in so many tournaments. Um, and it came in clutch today. it. Paid off. Yeah. Although I it walk. didn't really because you killed it. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but, I was but no, you I actually I must say your your doing. paintwork on the Numenorians I think is fantastic, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. I like the colour scheme a lot. You're one guy, I must say um that does some very cool conversions and paint jobs and stuff like that. I do look forward to seeing what you bring uh um most games so <laughs> Thanks, yeah, it's, yeah. it's always a I, I
2: love getting a bit carried away and just cooking yeah. up something a little bit different my captain has a Faramir head because I thought you know like Denethor which I'm boxing yeah. is our Farazon obviously the golden king yeah, of, of Numenor. yeah um and then and then Faramir like maybe he's just some sort of uh, Faramir of Numenor yeah. perhaps well I think there
3: there is many Faramirs checking their, oh, their family tree. It seems so. Very numerous. Yeah, yeah, it does seem Numenori, yeah. Oh well, on anyway, that note. Thank you very much, my friend, thank and uh, no, good, good luck. Game. Good luck for the rest of the tournament. Good start.
2: See you later. Okay. The second game of the day, starting to feel it. I'm here with Anthony. Hello. And um yeah, what did you bring today? You brought uh, I brought Army Flake yeah, <laughs> big big, horde, big How many numbers. was
4: in it? How many models? 56, 57? 56. 600
2: yeah. points. 56 versus my, uh, my 20. 20 flats, so I had a bit of a task. Pretty gross. So it was, it was um, a modified contest of champions, mm. also known as contest of Denethor's. Denethor. Um, the, what was the mod- modified part? It was Denethor uh, got a lot of buffs, I would say.
4: Yeah. Denethor was fight-a-billion, so he pretty much won every fight he was in. Um, he could not charge any an- enemy heroes. Ah oh, no, sorry, he could, they but couldn't they him. couldn't charge him.
2: Yeah, that so, caused me some headaches.
4: Yeah, it was a bit annoying, but it But it did make out.
2: the game play out longer. Like, um, oh, we, we won't get too much into it yet, but uh, just just firstly, um, with the list bu- building aspect, did the Denethor inclusion change your list building?
4: No, um, not really. I see it as quite a big buff, not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being five points cheaper than a normal Lake Town captain just meant I could fit an extra yeah. guy in for Same. free. Five-point buff.
2: Yeah, it was a value. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he's a good good hero. Um, okay, so, on to the, onto the game. Contest of champions. You, you, you won the, um, the the first priority? You, you deployed yeah. your Denethor first, I believe. Yep, deployed
4: right from the center. Got to do um, it. You, you have to. A mm-hmm. um, d- bit annoying, but it, it the board we played on had a big choke point, so it kind of worked out.
2: Yeah, I was like, contest of champions... I've got like a Lendil, a Sildur, a Captain 5 Five. We've got a corridor in the center where the middle is. Like, I'm gonna fly in, smash some models, cordon off Denethor, kill him. <laughs> It'll be easy, be a breeze. Easy. So what happened, I, I set up fairly well. I actually set most of my troops up to, to my right, your left, as like a bit of, I'm not quite sure what I was doing, maybe a bit was, of a gun line, bit of a fade. a bit of, like of a, a buffer, fade. yeah. Just, whether that was the right thing or not, I'm not sure. It sort of channeled a lot of your secondary heroes to that side, which it were did. VPs as well. Mm. If uh, if my secondary heroes being anyone but Denethor killed yours, or vice versa, that's that's VPs, isn't it? Yes, it is. For this um, scenario. So do you want to tell us just a bit how the how the great game proge- progressed um, from your Denethor in the centre and my heroes trying to push through the through the no. corridor?
4: Yeah, sure. Uh, So, my Denifor front, right, centre. His Denifor also came in, but losing the first turn priority, his two big heroes um, just ran straight down the middle and just started pulling through my troops. It looked good. It it did look good. It did. (laughs) Eyes litter. Yeah, and just being able to do the free combat, it's like if you can just get into like three, four troops a turn, you're loving yourself.
2: Yeah, I reckon if you just had maybe like. 10 models less, I might have broke you. <laughs> little spoiler there, yeah. didn't get the break. What was it, four off? Or four, four off, four off. Uh, four off, yeah. yeah so, um, so yeah, so a little bit about your army. This this sort of like
4: will, might regeneration, mm. that's um, pretty juicy. So I bought Bomba, um, and on each turn when he moves, uh, when he's in base contact with a, another friendly champion, mm. on a four plus, he gives him a point of will. And you always give that to Alfred. So then Alfred can, at the start of priority before dice are rolled, uh, on a two plus he gives it, uh, turns his will into a point of might and gives it to someone. Um, If he does roll one, he does take might, which he did twice this game. So that was pretty good. But Bomber rolled a four every turn, so reliable, reliable. Yeah, 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 this game was reliable. I'm like, oh wow, worthy investment, definitely. Yeah,
2: those um. Those cheeky dwarfs have a lot of special rules. Though. It's hard to keep track of them. It is. It is. But no, that was that was working well. So I was, I would say, I started off strong, chewing through pretty hard. I was burning might, yes. using resources, killing troops, feeling yes. good.
4: Really getting through those troops.
2: My gun line was was sort of fading away, trying to occupy Dwalin, to mm-hmm. keep him out of the fight because I feel like he could break my army fairly quick. But they, you, you you were chewing through them pretty handily. I thought I've got your Denethor cordoned off. Mm. If I can just get a couple of troops in, you botch, get the trap, kill on Denethor. Mm-hmm. Maybe mine can get ahead on the kill count. Yep. But that hero can't charge Denethor. I had a Sildor, the captain, and Elendil just looking at him for
4: ages, could not. Not been able to do anything. It no. was rough.
2: I had probably one chance. I had what was it? Six Numenorians trapping yep. your Denethor. Yep. And you got the you got the six got on your fight. Got the six. Yeah. What, fight 25 a or something. Yeah, yeah. five twenty-five <laughs> to a billion. So yeah. that so that yeah. helps. Absolutely. And then, and then I guess the game sort of just played out from there, being yeah. I couldn't yeah. break you, you slowly broke me. Yeah. And then the last away. turn, you got a cheeky... I thought I'd be clever. I'll get a lendil, maybe flash mm. kill one of your secondary heroes, get a couple of VPs that way, botch mm. the roll. Who was it, Dwalin? Uh, Dwalin and Braga, damage. yeah.
4: Dwalin ended up uh, rolling what he needed. So I got the cheeky wound, having no fate left. It was just a good, good cheeky wound.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, so all, all in all... Denethor's got three kills
4: each. Yes, both ended up on three kills. Yeah, so but disappointing, one of more kills. Well, but... I feel
2: like um, that sort of courage for Denethor, I, I, I feel like I wasn't in control of my Denethor for much of that game. Maybe no. a fairly uh, few, we, few early turns.
4: We both end up using our will, but um, mm. just later on, I don't think he passed that many courage checks later, and it was just yeah. a bit rough not being able well, to well, use it. I think him.
2: one of his kills was like one of my guys. Yes, Maybe yes. Maybe even two, I don't know. I I
4: think definitely one or two. Just run into your own guys when I controlled them and... That might have been a good
2: strategy, actually. Just fail your courage, Just fail the courage and just burn through my Bowman with Denethor out the back.
4: then if you fail too much, then you can (laughs) run your opponent's Denethor into their own heroes. That's right. Well, that's right. Being fight a billion, they can't really do much about that.
2: I think it's fair to say there was a lot happening in... It's like the Hot Gates. little 300 Mm -hmm. about it, but also... I, don't know, I feel very stressed, but there was a lot of intensity around the center of the board for a long time. There was, there no, was. Thanks for the, the good game. Um, no worries, thank you. How are you finding the, the Denethor-themed day?
4: I love it. Yeah. It's uh, stupid, but it is great. With the flavor. It takes the, yeah.
2: maybe takes the seriousness out of the game. Oh, yeah, it
4: definitely, definitely takes the seriousness out of it, because yeah. I mean, everyone has to play Denethor, and all the rounds have been themed around. You have to <laughs> use him. He's not just there. Yeah, so definitely. If the people that built this just sat him there. You know, they might be regretting it now where you really needed to make him a part of your list. Yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um was there any um
4: modelling into your Denethor? I can't remember now. Um no, my one unfortunately not. Um I thought about making him quite a bit more peasantish. Yeah. Um if I could have got my hand on um there's a uh, Alfred was a fake pair of boobs. Ooh, so if man. I could have got that model, yeah. um, wouldn't I making that my Denethor? Wouldn't well, be quite uh, funny?
2: Maybe Denethorium 2.0. Yeah. Or uh, whatever just, the day's called. He,
4: he wanted to get with the master and you know, take all his gold and tomatoes. <laughs> Mainly the tomatoes. Well, there's got. a lot of big
2: market in that Lake Town. Oh, there
4: is a big market, big market. Maybe that's why he ventured into Lake Town.
2: Yeah, and... Um, the uh, the paint job on your Dale looked great. It was nice, sort of oh, like you. muted tones, but sort of like a greeny yeah. type
4: um, browny feel. One, yeah, wanted them pretty dirty and grungy. because yeah. I mean this is before they decided, hey, let's wear blue because we're on a lake. So they were wearing brown. It was very nice. It's yeah, just good. subtle, but it looks cool.
2: Um, as it's my first time being a reporter, did I ask you to give you a breakdown of your list?
4: Um, not a full breakdown, but I can uh, well, give Well.
2: Yeah, yeah maybe just give us a rundown of heroes and and then the model count was was, was so, crazy but that was uh, we i think we've done that
4: yeah model count was about 46 47. Mm. um i had alfred master braga of course denethor um and then from Thorin's company i had bomba uh Boofer and dwalin so quite a few heroes quite some Quite a bit of might. Lot to get your head around. No, yeah, there was um, a lot. There was. You
2: played it very well. I feel like you. It was good that you had a handle of. It and yeah, I really mm. appreciate. Appreciate. I feel like um, you walked me through some of those special rules. I, yeah, appreciate no, you're, welcome. you're welcome. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh that's probably it. You got any other points you wanted to add?
4: No, uh, 12-inch banners, disgusting. Plus one fight horde yeah, army. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. It's huge.
2: <laughs> it's huge. Fight four, mostly with that those buffs, fight four horde.
4: Yep. Yeah, fight four horde, and gets your captain and Braga up to yeah. fight five. It, it's gross. Yeah. Shouldn't be a thing, but I'm <laughs> glad it is.
2: Oh, we have done well. So this is uh, the Geelong uh, reporter uh, signing off to the next game. Here we go into round three, down the bottom of the tables. spike. Okay, third round, big day. I'm here with Tim and Jesse, and um, the, last, the last scenario was a bit of a surprise, I'd say. Probably should have read the players' pack. It was a, a three-player game, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So, um, uh, in essence, the three-player game, tomatoes in the center, mad rush to the center, and um, I guess you had to get um, tomatoes from the center to your death or one one per turn, if that makes sense. So, our board was sort of like a Goblin Town-esque, maybe with without the bridges, mm-hmm. cave-esque, maybe wasteland. And um, yeah, brought the Numenor boys. And uh, who did you
5: have, Tim? Uh, I had uh, spiders, um, beasts, yep. really. So I had Merkwood, Dark Denizens of Merkwood, with a spider queen, spiders and wargs, and then allied with. Uh, Ashrak and Druzhag from Moria and I used I used Denethor to get around the exploit of their not Valor and it's the Yellow Alliance so ah, I used Denethor as yep. a, yellow, a Valor to have the alliance Okay. so at least I used to run a while ago, a lot and then when they brought in that new that FAQ for the Yellow Alliances and needing a Valor, then I couldn't run it anymore so right. I took my opportunity to run it again today yeah trying to get my head around that but that sounds very clever
2: yeah um yeah and and you had amazing display board you had uh, like a big mountain scene yeah a couple of yeah. like um walk us through that maybe yeah
5: i had well i had my spider queens kind of i've modeled to be kind of coming out of a cave and then that fits into a little hole on the board where there's a bigger kind of rock or mountain yeah. that kind of blends into and mm. then yeah all the other spiders kind of sit around the board yeah no it was very kind of like wags and stuff yeah
2: Love would be proud, just yeah. skulking around in her tunnel. Yep. and Yeah, it was great. And, um, yeah, maybe we'll move on to Jesse. Jesse, yep. tell us about your list.
6: Uh, so I just had Thrandall, uh, Thrandall's Halls with a lot of Palace Guard mm-hmm. and then Legolas with some Merkwood Rangers, uh, just to support Denethorpe. My theme was more of a disappointed dads <laughs> uh, sort of thing. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I just I haven't played Trandol's halls before, so thought it was a good opportunity. And just a uh, bunch of Palace Guard, bit of an easy point and shoot, uh, yeah. Army. Uh, I didn't put as much effort into Tim as with the display board. I actually finished basing this morning, um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much. it. Yeah,
2: they aim. look good though. Was a sort of like a blue metal kind of vibe. Yeah, or? I, yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, awesome. And did you use the Denethor include to like change your list building, or was he sort of just? It was a single drop, was he?
6: Uh, you well, essentially it was a single drop, you had a few ranges a few just ranges, in case yeah. of some maelstrom scenarios, but um, no, it was, just, mm. it was just
2: there. Yeah, good excuse to play some Mirkwood. Yeah, strong, I like it. Okay, well, from there, let's see, let's see what happened. Well, it was the deployment was kind of fun, it took us a little while to work out our board edges. I think I won the roll off, and I got. The flat side. If you could turn a square into a triangle, that's what we had to do for deployment. Yeah. I got the flat side. I thought there was a nice corridor for me to charge up, and and you guys had to go the corners opposite. Um, pretty happy with that. Pretty happy with the deployment. Nothing too much there.
6: Yeah, I don't think there was too much.
2: Legless got a good little hidey yeah, hole. You got
6: a you got a good platform to, to yeah. sit on. Um, I think the flat edge was probably the probably the best spot. It seemed nice, the
2: straightest. But then the diagonals, you got got quite a deep deployment. I found like. 'Cause I guess they wanted the same distance to the centre. So yeah, that was interesting. And the beasts loved loved the the
5: elevation. Yeah. I think, I, think so. I liked my deployment. Yeah. And I think I was in a pretty good position to go for the centre. Mm. But then you got there first. Yeah, well your, you big chuck, old cap al capitan. Your big heroes just in, marched straight, straight through the, the centre.
2: I my plan going into this yeah. was if I get too tricky with the Denethor thing I just lose game, so I thought I would march, we'll get to the middle, we'll hold the middle, let's like channel that sort of hold ground vibe. And, and if Denethor could just attach himself to the, uh, the bucket of tomatoes, he could just slowly feed it himself. And that sort of worked out. Yeah. So I
5: got to the middle first, and then what would what, what you guys do?
2: What, uh, Tim, we'll, we'll start with I you. Well, I was,
5: yeah, I was, I'd kind of set up in the first turn, had my wags within striking distance of the middle and I was just gonna go in and shield Mm. them off, grab a tomato, but then you stuck like all three of your big heroes there. And I thought (laughs) if I went in, I'd just be feeding you heroic combat. (laughs) So I decided not to do that. So I just kind of like edged around a bit, built a kind of, yeah, a line Mm. coming around towards the middle, back back towards the side. You sent some wires kind of around the back of the big rock thing that was there towards the back of your lines. And kind of tried to stay away from Jesse's lines as much as possible yeah. as yeah, he yeah. was coming in on my right. So, It was yeah. um,
2: definitely intimidating to see all the beasties crawling over yeah. the mountain and that. And and just before we jump to the next bit, yeah. um, Jesse, what was your feeling at the start? So you've, we've moved up a bit. You've sort of... Yeah. What are you up to?
6: Well, so you, you're both... Your army's had all the pace. Yeah, we did. Uh, so I thought I'd sit back and let you guys maybe... Chewy through each other a bit Smart And I'll, I'll throw, smart. Yeah I'll throw some shots With Legolas and, and the Rangers there And see how that goes um, And then I'll bring in Thrandall in the Palace Guard And maybe mop up some, some of the Some of the dregs And get some tomatoes At the back end But um, Yeah It went so, interesting
2: Yeah So then I was left Three big heroes on horse In the centre mm-hmm. Army following them up I'm like Who can stop this 400 and something points Just in the middle Dominating <laughs> yeah. Collecting tomatoes and then, of course, Tim had to play some sort of genius tactics on me. I don't know what half your things do in that I army. Mean, and, yeah. and that showed, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe walk us through the... Well, the, um... so,
5: yeah, you got, you got priority in the... Was it the second turn or the third turn? Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah and so you kind of set up a line um, guarding, the, guarding the objective. But you put Isildur and Elendil. Wide open at the end of that line. I did. I did. Um, and so I seized my opportunity. So I charged the Spider Queen in to just some re- uh, one regular dude. Uh, set up a path for the Spider Queen to get through. Charged the Bat Swarm in to a Wendil, And uh, yeah, then called the... Hero- Left
2: me with a terrible yeah. decision. Yes. Of like, no real decision. Yeah. So after calling the combat to think I could get away but couldn't. I said, do you mind if I change it to a strike? And then I said, no, we'll go defense. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was going to save me, but...
5: It, oh, it almost did. It could have. Almost, like, almost did. I have fluffed rolls like that before, but yeah, Spider Queen. Spider oh, Queen. I'm not, I also enraged the Spider Queen Yeah. just to give her the something. extra power. Yeah, that's put, right. Puts up to fight eight. Not that I really needed the fight. I did it more for the strength mm. and the attacks, but then attacks. you defense anyway. But... Uh, you defencing meant you weren't striking. Well, that's or, right. And if you didn't have that enrage, yeah. I don't think you would have the So dice the enrage, you know, yeah. gave me the fight for if you didn't yeah. strike and then gave me the attacks and strength if you did because I win anyway because of the bat swarm. Um, so I, yeah, I went in, I won the combat, went in, and yeah, I think. Yeah, I got the six. So Slash kill. I won. Got the then, uh, five sixes and yeah, off he goes. Rolled a lot of sixes. Gutted. 200 can, points. Turn only, three. Go I on. had five dice. He was he was on the four. Five dice that I got to roll twice. So, 10 dice really. And I could re-roll any of those that failed. So. That
2: uh, was well okay. done, Tim. You really... I didn't see it coming. I probably should have, but I didn't. Yeah. And... Um, and then my other my other big hero had had legless picking on him. Do you want to talk about Osiedle's unfortunate uh,
6: yeah, so dehorsing? <laughs> well, Didn't see I, that coming. I saw a lendil go down. I thought I'd start moving in. I had a bit of an opening there, and I thought you will be getting picked on a bit. So I started shooting shooting at Tim's Tim's models. And if he if that queen was a bit of danger, I just wanted to thin the herd around her. Absolutely. But then, uh, then you decided to turn on me, and I, <laughs> as I said, our unspoken alliance was quickly
2: dissolved. Look, I'm hungry over these tomatoes <laughs> Tomatoes in a bin. And I saw two elves just creeping yeah. close and I thought, that's got a uh, heroic combat charging bonus yep. written all over it. So I
6: on his horse went into my two, yeah, sneaking palace guard, um, but Legolas didn't like the look of that. So, uh, yeah, had a two-up shot at his horse and roll to wound was pretty terrible. I only rolled a two, but uh, that horse was terrifying. So. Spent all three might just to
2: burned it. Yeah, got him down, and then of course he rolled a one on the Throne Rider <laughs> chart, <laughs> yes. as all good heroes should.
6: Yeah, but he made it through that. He made he, it.
2: Through. He, he burned a might. We, we got him up, and um, and then let's 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 think. So I guess the the were sort of wearing down my lines that was trying to shield the tomatoes on one side. I had these elves, the sort of like they were sort of standing off with some wags for a bit, but also pushing in on the center. Denethor was just—I think he got
5: through four, yeah, four yeah. things started to crumble. I would say, but you, you hold—you held that middle pretty well. Thank you. Like thank you. Yeah. No. Both I am... me and Jesse were trying to crack it, yeah. and we didn't really crack it until the very end. No, that's right. And, and the problem was, in order for us to crack it, we had to basically whittle you down. Yeah. And the game ends when someone gets to 25%. So yeah. you were getting very close to 25%, and neither me or Jesse had got any tomatoes yet. That's right. That's right. And I, I so thought that, it was kind of yep. a race to try and get tomato. So I managed, I think, in the second last turn, I managed to get do a sneaky thing, enrage one bat. To I think because you had priority. Yeah. And, or yep. one? No, you won the heroic, I think, and it, you um, you charge in the spider queen and a few others. But I managed to do a sneaky thing. You you warded off the objective, but I used one, enrage one bat to tie up the dude and sent the other bat in to try and get a tomato. And then, thankfully, I had one mite left the next turn with a heroic combat with the Queen. Won the roll off, thankfully, and got the bat into into, um, into Denethor. So, I'd eaten one tomato. That's right. Uh, did, and you got no. a tomato as well, Jesse. How'd you
2: sneak that one through the uh, yeah, Luminorian probably defenders? About, probably one of the last moves of the whole game. Mm. So,
6: Saw your numbers dwindling. You were stabbing. You were throwing everything you could. I was
2: trying to get <laughs> get
6: this game done. <laughs> yeah. um, Tim was barging with some non-lethal strikes. Yep. I was shielding just to keep a drag out <laughs> There was a lot going on. Um, managed a heroic move where, yeah, snuck Thor's. Just, yeah. Got him in there. Perfect spot to yeah. just chomp on one. So, uh, And, yeah, that was he ended, ended the game with just one. But um, yeah, it was a pretty so... important one.
2: Must be peak hour in Geelong today, but <laughs> yeah. sorry, listeners, we'll um, do our Busiest best. street in Geelong um, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then Thandwill got involved. Him and Asildor had a bit of a bit of a thing. I went two handed to try to. I don't know what I was doing there. Maybe get some leader wounds, but that wasn't VPs. But yeah, he um, <laughs> got a wound on Thandwill but then Thandwill saved it. Yeah, they. Some yeah,
6: Thandwill didn't do much, really. Mm. To be honest, he just he was sneaking in. If the game went a bit longer, he could have done some damage, but
2: yeah, that's right. Um, Oh, well, yeah, it was a hectic game. And in the end, I guess we better talk about the end. Yeah. What did it, it turned out, uh... So
5: you got the most tomatoes in the Got the most tomatoes. Five well, I, did, I decided to, to force the end. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Killing, I could have barged, but I killed the models that I was fighting with the Spider Queen. Because I thought, i kind of done it in my head roughly, I thought maybe I had it. Yeah. Uh... But I'd kind of, I'd forgotten the fact that Ashrak had died to Bowfire. So Mm -hmm. I only had three heroes, not four heroes. Yeah, absolutely. Because one of the victory conditions was getting points for the number of heroes, for having the most heroes left alive. So yeah, so I ended it and then we went to the tally. That's right, Mirkwood saving the day with that Ashrak kill.
2: (laughs) But yeah, that's right, so VPs for tomatoes collected, most heroes, Banner or Denethor alive. Is that the only uh, VPs? Uh, And
5: two for broken. Breaking, yes. I feel that one. So, I think it worked out is that, Daniel, you got five. That's right. Because you had the most tomatoes. That's right. Me and Jesse both had one. So, we got three. But we both got two for breaking breaking you. So, ergo, we're
2: all on five all. Oh, hell, what's going to happen now? (laughs) Five all. Yeah. (laughs) And then... We have to look at heroes. I had three. How many did you have? Tim? So I
5: had three because I had. Astra oh no, Jesse!
2: What are you on?
6: I still had three. Tim.
2: Oh
0: what! <laughs>
2: so that's another um, two, three VPs each. No, yeah. yes. One banner- Vana banner- Yeah, and yeah. then we well yeah. we all
5: had a ba- I had Denethor alive. Denethor. You, you, you had, had Denethor. You had banner. Yeah, banner.
2: yeah, So eight all draw. Very good, gentlemen. (laughs) The three-way tie. The old three-way tie at the bottom. Down at the bottom, three-way tie. But it was a great, great game. It was really fun. I really enjoyed that. Very Very different armies. Yeah, um, it was a great game. Yeah. So um, what did you think of the day? I think that's the last game of the day.
6: How did you find it? Yeah, good fun. Uh, Obviously, two losses and then this tie. Mm. Um, I've just made my list for a bit of, like I said, point point shoot and Mm. ease of use. So... Mm. um, yeah, i had good
2: fun. Good yeah, definitely. I, Mirkwood always seems strong to me. I like it. Mm. Plus ones to wound banners and stuff.
5: Yeah. I, 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 I really like the day. I like these silly tournaments. <laughs> and, like, uh, yeah, I like run a couple myself, so I yeah. like doing fun things like this. But, um, yeah, I, I took the opportunity to run the Spider Queen West again, but I hadn't run the Spider Queen for quite a long time. So oh, man. I think I was a bit rusty with her and a bit reckless in some... The first two games. I think well, you... it did better in that last game. But um, yeah, just, yeah. And luck wasn't, I think, really with me today. But it was, yeah, still. Yeah, quite you've fun. done
2: well. Well, I was very impressed with that flash kill. And mm. yeah, no, nah, done well. Um, well, thanks very much. And hopefully, yeah, um, see you at the next tournament. And uh, this is uh, Daniel White. Uh, what do I call myself now? Geelong guest speaker, <laughs> signing out. Say goodbye fellas. Thank you. See you later. Um,
0: the the quick recap is essentially uh, you know, race race to the middle, grab as many tomatoes as you can and feed them to Denethor. Um, what what were your thoughts when you when you saw this scenario given your list?
2: Yeah, no, I, I really like this one. I um, the plan was simple, just like get Denethor to the middle and, and just, just just fight to the death on the middle, and and it, it it I was yeah it was really good. I think sort of um I've, I've worked, I I sort of was really happy with how the list was going throughout the day, and I was really onto the tomato theme at this point, so I was ready to rumble. I, I um ended up versing a halls of Thanduil, uh list and a I think it was like an alliance between like the giant
0: spider and Wag. yeah it's the dark denizens All I think. Of. There was a the yeah Tim board. Tim <laughs> Tim Wright brought a beautiful army. It was um, spiders and and the 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 idea behind the list was like uh, he had um, got in league with the um, the goblins because apparently they had the best tomatoes going around and um, you know he went green face so he. Had, he painted his tenor thought with a green face yeah, to kind right. of fit in with his his adopted goblin brethren. Um, right. So how did how did it play out? Because obviously a three uh, a three way battle is a very different kettle of fish to your your standard kind of facing up against one enemy. Um, what what was that dynamic like?
2: Yeah, um, it was it was interesting. I think I think there's a lot of a lot of um, play on a on like a three way game. I think they're really um, they add add new elements. So so obviously I brought five bows to the tournament. Never shot one arrow, but so I just charged the whole the whole army straight at the center. I'm like <laughs> I learned from that first game. I got to get early tomatoes. So called yeah. the march with the captain. Got onto it. The, the halls of will had legless, so they're like I had a few bows. We'll we'll shoot a bit hmm. and um. The spiders and the wags, they sort of tried a bit of a flanking sort of maneuver. So I, I actually got a lot of good turns in the center. Um things fell apart when the spider queen and, and Druzag insta killed a Lendil. That that sort of was a bit <laughs> stressful. But um
0: That'll ruin anyone's day.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty rough actually. I, I I was really happy after all my horses survived from like all these elves. Really targeting horses, yeah. Um, but but once he saw the spiders coming, the bows really turned on the spiders, and that was quite refreshing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I really liked it. I I thought it was really fun. It it it, it, it was a good end to a, like a, a, the the day. We we got a three way draw, and I think that was really kind of like I went in hard, got an early lead, I was winning the whole thing, but then both armies collided on me in a way, and and the spiders and everything were doing some damage and then the elves sort of yeah they got involved at the end and it was a three-way tie it was a good end of a good day yeah
0: was there was there much trash talking going on 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 the table in terms of like why are you picking on me you should be picking on the spiders like they're the real threat here yeah absolutely
2: oh it's all um absolutely i it the Legolas was my worst enemy for the first half of the game and then and then he was my best friend he really likes Guys fighters getting them here, there and everywhere. And, um, yeah. It was interesting because there, there's a lot of questions around like how a three way fight would work with yeah. models and things. So uh, there was a bit of an element to like work out there. But I think that the rules are fairly well covered, like in that um, I don't know what the three player thing was released on, but they're actually pretty good. Like the normal one's quite a good I think in the normal one you have to take the treasure back to a like a, a set point. Yeah. But but in yeah. this one you can take that set point who's Denethor to the yeah. to the treasure the, the tomato. Yeah
0: and, and the thinking there was again, you know, it, it forces players to have a choice of do I put Denethor in the thick of it and he might get taken out but it'll be easier for me to siphon off tomatoes to him or do i hang him back and he's more protected but it's harder for me to get the the tomatoes to him so that 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 choice factor i i mean there's no i don't think there's any planet where you would want to run this type of scenario in a competitive Mm. event um because the 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 potential for uh rules clarifications and and discrepancies on top tables would be um you know a mm-hmm. headache for for TOs but i think in this setting of you know a relaxed tournament where it's all you know a bit of silly fun nonsense um, it was it was good to see the the um the variances as i was walking around your table was probably one of the most interesting in terms of um, like you said you got out to an early lead, but you were pegged back pretty severely, um, and so it's 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 kind of a with with a, a three way fight. There's there's more um, potential for it to even out um, across the you know if if one person gets ahead, then they get. <laughs> Tag teamed by the other two opponents. Um, the exception to that was <laughs> one one other table. I'll briefly mention it, which was um, a local local lad uh, Nathan Rhodes and a, and a couple of um, I think a couple of lads from from Melbourne that travelled down for it. They, there were two horde armies uh, against Nathan's dwarf, like you know a fairly elite small yeah, dwarf force. So. Defense nine
2: ones or something, but, um... Yeah! <laughs>
5: Yeah,
0: yeah, so it, it, he had all these Vault Warden teams in, like, basically a, 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 a semicircle just fending off this innumerable horde, which. Um, Felt a little bit bad having done the matchups, not actually tweaking to the fact that the two opponents I had bit against him were these two massive, it was like Goblin Town and the Lake Town. Yeah. Um, So literally the two biggest armies that were there on the day. And I think
2: they found it hard to like progress the
0: game a bit with the the amount of stuff to deal with. The sheer amount of (laughs) models on the board. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's really cool. So, it sounded like it was a fairly um, enjoyable um, end to the day. Is there anything that you would have changed with any of the scenarios? Like, do you think we got the scenario mix right? Or would you have preferred to... Like, I know that you you mentioned contest was a bit of a drag. Would you have preferred us to try and put in a different scenario in that one?
2: I think... um... I think just the, the mindset I had going in was not a competitive mindset. I was um that <laughs> contest I might have I might have sort of talked it down too much. It was good because I knew clearly that, that my heroes weren't doing that job. They're they're trying to hold like a like the the pass to stop the so I could give time to get the Anathore and and try to break their army if I could. I don't think I quite managed it but I got a lot of <laughs> Lake Town kills. So it was it was fun. I, and I think um, with a tournament where you don't quite like their sort of modified scenarios, and and you've got a, a Denethor tomato theme, like I don't think I was too stressed with like a competitive a competitive mindset. So I think going in, I think a lot of people had quite a like really relaxed, like let's just have a fun, fun day kind of vibe, which was really good. Um, what what would I change? Uh, hmm. I think I would have been more prepared yeah, for it was good. interviewing.
0: Um, yeah, how dude. would how would you have prepared? How would you have prepared for your interviewing? That's because well, I'm interested because I never prepare either.
2: Firstly, um, I, I realized I'd played on two boards which you had like a really big hand in making or fixing up and I, I don't think I ever mentioned them at all but they were really beautiful boards and I felt really guilty that I hadn't even <laughs> talked uh, about them the, so I'm making amends for that. They were that's great. That's fine. Really beautiful talk. Oh, thank you. And Appreciate and, it. and secondly, the issue I had was I didn't know what my name was. I think I'm actually not from Geelong, but at, at times I was like, oh, the Geelong correspondent is me. And I'm like, no, I'm not from here. But and I just kept changing my name. At one point, I was like the foreign correspondent or something. I, don't know. <laughs> we, I probably should have worked out my title before I'm um, launching, but that's okay. That's an, a minor quibble.
0: No, it's all all part and parcel. Um, You know, at at certain points, uh, I believe that our Melbourne correspondent, Jim Keller, has pretended to be me on the (laughs) podcast. So... In all honesty, everything's up for grabs. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry too much about that. But um, did you enjoy doing the interviewing process? I mean, obviously, you say you you wish you had prepared for it a bit more, but was it in, was it an enjoyable experience?
2: Yeah, it actually it actually really was. I was glad that I took such a. I don't know if it's a glass cannon, but it's it's an, a list a, a list that sort of is quite efficient at getting what it needs to do done. Like it it. Um, mm. So I had time to. Like there was some fun things happening. There was heroic combats, obviously, and and um, I versed a lot of strength three armies. So my defense eight on the heroes was awesome. I know a Lendil um, with his two handy doesn't get that, but it sort of wasn't a problem. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was it was a good army for an interviewing process. I found I was um, yeah I was I was really happy with how it all went, and that and the scenario is really fun. It's good to not that I play a lot of um, like, I think I've still got some of the other scenarios I've never played, but it's good to sort of shake them up. And and it's really important, obviously, you win a game by the victory conditions. So me trying to read the scenarios is really important. But it's obviously sometimes it's hard to really commit to focusing on what you need to do. But I think reading... Yeah. I should have reread them a little bit better and I probably maybe would have changed my strategies a bit. But... um. Yeah, no, I, I think you, you guys did a really good job with the scenarios, and and with a Denethor style tournament, I think you, I think um, I think everyone was was ready for a bit of bit of antics for sure.
0: Um, in terms of the rest of the day, how did you feel it all um, ran from a, from a competitor's standpoint? Um, like. Uh, I, I'm I'm acutely aware of the the kind of the frantic shenanigans behind the scenes of us trying to get things to work. But how how was it on the other side of the table?
2: Um, yeah, it seemed really really smooth from from where I was standing. Um,
0: we yeah. clearly fooled you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think um, it, it seemed it seemed to be going fairly smooth. I think. uh yeah. there was a lot of questions around like the tomato rules and and then in the in the three-player game there's obviously a lot of different interactions going on but i think Geordie was in his element he loved i think he it felt to me like he was getting a lot out of all these weird sort of interactions i think he was enjoying it um
0: and yes i'm show. so glad that it was him and not me i was just gonna say also the um of um
2: the amount of creativity people were putting in their denethors especially was awesome to see like um there was uh i think it was Damien's denethor on that sort of marble chair that was awesome
0: mm. and uh mm. and there were some great denethors no not yeah. to mention your your brother yeah, right. uh your brother Nick had my favorite and uh i think he won best denethor in the end didn't he yeah yeah, uh, well, yeah he for his um, his flaming mid-flight Denethor, I thought, uh, how how could that possibly be beaten? Uh, Damien's um, enthroned Denethor was, I think, a close second. But yeah, there were some great Denethor's yeah. on show.
2: Our pirate Denethor. No, it was, it was good to see everyone getting around it,
0: for sure. And speaking of um, awards, uh, we should probably touch on the fact that... Um, uh, you took away the most coveted prize of all. Yes, the, I've done it. The hobby hero of legend. Absolutely. Um, and it def- for 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 um, clarity's sake, it wasn't a fixed deal. Like it wasn't like a you be <laughs> our correspondent and we'll, we'll you're a shoe in for the hobby <laughs> hero of legend. Um, again, it's funny, you know, we've had these, um, we've, we've had uh, a couple of different tournament organizers want to include the Hobby Hero of Legend, um, and they've always queried for us, um, what the decision-making process is. And in all honesty, it's a fairly organic process that Geordie and I go through when we're kind of talking it over, but in essence, the thing that, you know, it has to be the combination of factors, and for for us, um, you know, the display board uh, went a long way to to securing it, um, but it was also the theme and the narrative. Um, you, you you had some stiff competition on the on the um, the narrative and theme because David Leonard, who I believe took out the prize for um, best theme, he, he had a cracking theme. But it, as I say, it's the combination um, of factors uh, that that kind of went into it. So, were you expecting to come away with such a prestigious award? Uh, no, well
2: I wasn't. I. Um... Because to be a to be the uh, Two Towers correspondent, apparently all it takes is uh, sort of a excited sort of text message to the Geelong uh, group the night before, saying how pumped you are for the um, the tournament, and then Geordie says, "Well, oh, do you want to be a correspondent tomorrow?" And then you spend all night just being like, "Oh no, what have I done?" <laughs> but um, so I don't. Um, no, I definitely. I was very excited for the tournament. It was the first one I uh, I was attending for for a little while. Um, uh, so yeah I had spent a lot of time sort of making the display board sort of brooding on the list and the theme and um, yeah I was I was hoping to do well but I'm not particularly like I'm not the sort of the most uh, in-depth painter ever I, I try to get some good results but yeah no I was pretty yeah well yeah I was really surprised there was a lot of really good. Like, um, Tim's display board with like the mountain was really amazing and the spider coming over of the, the hole and, um, yeah, that
0: trapdoor spider is the thing of
2: nightmares. Absolutely. And, and that Harad army, uh, can't quite remember, but the, there's a lot of face swaps with like these golden masks, like skull masks or yeah. something and a snake. That yeah. was really
0: cool. That, I think but, that was Thomas Bowman. Yeah,
2: that was amazing. Um, and yeah, there was just there was a lot of really cool armies on display. So I, I didn't really expect it, but I was very excited to win it. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I that was my life life quest complete. So yeah, I, yeah. you can retire. I can you can retire,
0: retire a, a, a fulfilled uh, fulfilled hobbyist now. That's that's uh, good. Good. And, uh, on that note, are you, um, planning on having any, uh, you know, you mentioned that your brother, Nick, he, he's a, a Dwarven player, <laughs> given, simple, given sorry. that you've, you, you've got the, you've got the, perhaps the best Dwarf ever created. Uh, does this, uh, entice you to start a new Dwarven army perhaps?
2: Well, it's funny you should say that actually. I actually have started a new Dwarven army, but it's not, um, Dump. It's... <laughs> I've gone um, to for Reclaimed, um a goat army. So I'm I'm really excited oh. about that at the moment. I took took a portion of it to to uh, a local like a tournament in Melbourne just the other week and it was really fun. So I'm Yeah, cool. I don't want to break anyone's heart but I'm thinking I might sort of convert him into a uh, goat
0: rider or something
2: like that. But uh, we'll, see. we'll see, we'll
0: see, we'll no, see. No, I'm, I'm all for that. I think that that is actually the most fantastic. Uh, it's almost like uh, worthy of a second hobby hero of legend. If you convert, <laughs> <laughs> if you um, convert the first prize into, into something else. That's brilliant. <laughs> i love that i'm i'm you go go with mine and geordie's blessing if if that's the the conversion that you want to do and um you know just quietly if if the conversion doesn't work out and um you you want to have a second crack we can always hit you up with a second one <laughs> <laughs> well
2: I'll keep that in mind actually because that's good because i i'm definitely in two minds about it. i'm like oh this is like really cool i don't think there's too many around i can't go cut it in half and it on a poem. You definitely
0: can. You definitely can. Like, I think that's brilliant. And, and, um, kind of in line with the whole, uh, like the whole approach of the podcast is like hobby comes first. So if, uh, if the hobby feels good, then do it. Mm, that's definitely. my, that's the catch. That's my advice. If the hobby feels good, do it. <laughs> no, that's, that's, um, um, that's good. So, with the Dennis Ornament now firmly wrapped up uh months in the past <laughs> and and your foray into the, the uh the world of podcast uh, corresponding. Um what's next on your hobby table? You mentioned the the goats, but is there an, another passion project that you've got going on at the moment?
2: Yeah, I've, I've obviously got like a lot going on that um, some I am looking at, some I'm not looking at um, but yeah, I, I would like to finish my Erebor acclaimed sort of goat list. I got, um, I think they were like Fireforge ram riders or something and did some sort of pretty big conversions with some sort of like um, barbarian type things to get some, some more sort of flavor in there um, so that's really fun. Um, I put Probably, i made a sort of a goat sleigh for Radagast, so that'll be a pretty cool include.
0: Um, Yeah, I much prefer a goat sleigh to a rabbit sleigh. (laughs)
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, so that'd be pretty fun. Um, That
0: sounds great.
2: And him on a great eagle, I'm I'm sort of very, that's pretty fun too, so. But after the goats, I'm not quite sure what's next. I've got a few things cooking up, but yeah. Um, Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, see what happens.
0: Are you on that note? Are you the? Are you? It sounds like you're quite a studious hobby hobbyist. In that you have one project and you focus on it and you do it to completion and then you do the next one. Is that? Is that a? Are you a rare unicorn that follows through on their on the projects that they start?
2: I'm I'm a recovering um, doing everything all at the same time <laughs> kind of person. I I. Had been as soon as like me and Nick were getting back into the hobby again, we're buying like you know like lots on eBay. Like this Numenor army, Nick bought it cheap on like a buy swap sale or something. And like we were just I don't know, just gluing, sticking, undercoating, playing, and then uh, it took us probably three years to calm down and just sort of <laughs> we started getting into the tournaments and then doing one thing for the tournament. And when I yeah. took Dublin to Geelong uh a year or two ago the sense of satisfaction for having an army done was just so nice and i want i want that feeling again so i'm just chasing Chase that feeling yeah
0: yeah but that i makes still perfect sense.
2: yeah once i've finished a project it takes me a good while of just sort of falling off the off the wagon and just sort of jumping all over the place before I sort of settle into a new one. Yep. So I'm sort of, it depends on the month a bit. Yep. Yeah. But I feel I feel it. Yeah. I, um, I do. Yeah. I really, I, I find it really relaxing to just like after the kids are in bed and watch a bit of tally, just keep the hands busy and yeah, I'm always
0: up to something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree. I think um, you know I've got uh, one young uh, child, and I I really cherish those those moments in the evenings where you just have some time to yourself to to do a bit of quiet painting or build a bit of terrain, and um, I, there's nothing quite uh, quite like that to to unwind from a long day. Um, so completely hey do you do you ever make um you you mentioned it earlier in the podcast do you ever make uh your own train because obviously you were saying that you you and um nick play together um fairly regularly is that something that you you try and do a bit of as well
2: uh we definitely uh should do more of it we uh, I haven't made a lot of terrain, really. These, these, the, the, the two sets that I made for the, the sort of the tomb half and the courtyard half for the Numenor that I took to um, your tournament. Um, that was sort of the most committed to to terrain building I've been in a long time. Um, mm. Yeah. So I generally we should do more of it, and um, I'll have to hit you up after the podcast to. To see what you're up to, because I think a few more buildings would not go astray, and they look really exciting to build them. And, and I, I'm all for that sort of efficiency while doing things. So, yeah. like yeah. Um, the, the what you're up to really speaks to me with that sort of um, slice and slot. Looks really interesting. Yeah,
0: but no, well, you, you fit you fit the target market, Dan. <laughs> it's aimed at at dads with not much time. <laughs> <laughs> so. Building.
2: Absolutely. So basically, actually,
0: basically, I've designed it for myself, and then I, I thought I should probably um, see if other people wanted to get in on on the action. So, yeah, absolutely. Anyway,
5: no, very good.
0: Well, I think that um, that about covers it for the Denith tournament. Any closing thoughts that you had before um, we wrap up? Yeah, I think I think
2: uh, coming to a tournament that that has like a lot of theme and character to it. it's a really good time in in the right mindset like i wouldn't want to go and be really hoping for like um uh that kind of competitive mindset i think that might be a bit stressful but i think it gives people a chance to really unwind and have fun so i think like um yeah i really enjoyed it and thanks for putting it on and yeah, I, I like like a mixture of tournaments. I think it's good to keep things fresh. And Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Big fan.
0: Very good. Well, thank you for being our correspondent for the Deneth tournament. Um, it was great to have uh, a fresh reporter um, in the mix. Uh, it was really great. So, uh, who knows, maybe yourself or even your brother Nick will uh, feature in a future podcast down the road. Yeah,
2: looking forward to it and um, hopefully my interviewing style is not too um, hard to follow. I can get on tangents pretty hard so apologize to all the listeners out there but um, I am just uh, I get excited I so, fellow
0: yeah. I'm a fellow tangent man myself. Uh, Geordie often kicks me under the, underneath the microphones when I go on stupid tangents. <laughs> anyway, Dan, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, until uh, next time we are together have fun hobbying and have fun gaming yeah
2: see
1: you later
0: (laughs) see you later
1: alrighty and we're back from your chat Albert with Dan it's always nice and interesting to hear the inside scoop Um, the highs and lows and the the pros and cons particularly for me I think the custom scenario section that Mm. you guys chatted about that was the most poignant because of course That's where I put all my time and effort. That's your brainchild. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I think I mentioned it when I was talking to Dan that you know they're, um, you know we didn't play test any of them, uh, in Mm. the lead up, Mm. um, and so it was really down to the theory crafting. And I think by and large they all worked really well. Yeah. Um, there were of course. Questions, questions that needed answering. <laughs> there were plenty of questions on the day, <laughs> <laughs> and a whole bunch of like nuance that I don't think you want to put in a rules pack anyway. No,
1: it would have one been too wordy, and no, two, I would it would have read it. Was, it. Yeah, <laughs> they probably didn't read it anyway. Yeah, that's it. Um, and it just would have been one of those things that yeah, people gloss over anyway. Yeah. So if you put it in there, yeah. And, help anyone.
0: I mean, that's the thing of being a TO and, and why it was, I think it worked so well on the day to have both of us there. You could be running point on the floor yeah, and fielding all of those millions uh. of questions whilst I was in the background. Um, so that, uh, that I think it was overall really good.
1: Yeah, it was well received and obviously, hopefully Dan's a show of hands for everyone else because yeah. I mean, he, he did walk away with a handsome prize, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's being put on our podcast, so <laughs> he's kind of uh, a little bit influenced, I might say.
0: I wouldn't call him a uh, completely impartial, independent party. But no, no, not at all. Regardless, um, we'll probably have him back onto the podcast because of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think
1: that wraps up... This section of the Dennis Ornament podcast.
0: Yeah, we're not going to peer into the Palantir this episode, but uh, we will in the next episode. In the next
1: episode. Something of a double header. So we thought we'd, we'd just gaze once. Gazing twice would be mightily greedy.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's, that way leads mad to.
1: <laughs> Nailed it. And uh, until we see you next time.
0: Have you ever... Have you ever... ever <laughs> <laughs> that you could... That you will... That you would, could do anything you want. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how Good to even bring that one back. Um, There's no coming back, mate. No. Uh,
1: and you know, now that I'm editing, that's staying in, so...
0: <laughs> cool, 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 no doubt. Um, before we do any more Hot Waffle, I think we need to restrain ourselves and save it for the next episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so until next time we are together dear listener have fun hobbying
1: and have fun gaming see See you later.
0: later